Welcome to the Fenden Podcast, Volume 3. Today's episode is so good. We have a founder of the skincare company, the beautiful and smart Amy Matthews. We talk to her about her, her journey as an entrepreneur and developing her skincare. Okay, so I'm going to shut up. We're going to roll the intro and get to it. Ready? Yay, let's go. You're about to enter another world where independent creative minds are guided by determination of purpose and destiny is in our hands. Forget everything you're made to believe and check your baggage at the door. This is The Fenden. Volume 3. Um, podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. <laughs> hey, welcome, Amy. So good to have you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. The pleasure is all mine. All mine. All mine. It's all in my mind. It's all in my <laughs> mind. That's a different subject entirely. This episode of the Fendant Podcast is for all the entrepreneurs or people who are curious about what it takes to start to start a skincare brand or whatever they're working on. Want to know? Um, so what I'd like to start with is your origin story. And you managed to start a skincare company. That's so competitive. What motivated this? First, what motivated, which is quickly to distinguish between motivation and inspiration. What was the motivation in terms of where you started from mm -hmm. versus the inspiration. The motivation I think of is the external force mm -hmm. that prompts you to, to do something. Yeah. Undertake something. And the inspiration uh, I, I believe is the internal force. The thing, what's happening inside your head, your perception of reality that, that uh, influences you to to do something. So, so let's go back to um, a little bit more. Actually, I think if we could explore more about you as a person and who you are and where you came from. The yeah, of course. Yeah. So I moved to New York City. I'm, that's not actually where I'm currently at, but I moved to New York City eight years ago um, to study musical theater and. The goal was to be on Broadway, <laughs> so very different from anything with skincare. Um, but something I've always struggled with is skin issues, and this has happened ever since I was like 15 years old. And um, it really, you know, made me feel insecure. And when I was in New York, at times my skin would be really bad, and sometimes with auditions, um, it. I guess maybe because I'm really stressed or not eating properly, um, or not using the right skincare products. Um, I would break out a lot. And so um, it just was really like, I just, I didn't, it didn't make me want to audition anymore. And I was just feeling really uncomfortable about being on stage. And, um, and I was just really fed up with my skin issues. So it really just came to this like really deep frustration. Um, and so I started to, you know, do a ton a ton of research. I really wanted to figure out how to clear my skin for good. Um, and I was really tired of constantly breaking out and I did try a ton of products and, um, 
it, yeah, just nothing worked. So um, I actually stumbled upon a, an article about oils and my skin's very oily and acne prone. So I would never, you know, put oily skincare on my face. And so, um, but once I started to read about oils, I started to discover how powerful they are. And I learned that they have incredible um, properties that can heal the skin. And, um, and so that's what kind of inspired me to start, um, you know, my skincare line. And, and I actually, my first product was a face oil and um, that's, and it really helps me a lot. It was um, just this, uh, in, the ingredients were an, very antibacterial and using them on my skin really helped to reduce breakouts. And um, that's sort of what inspired me to start Amy Matthews skincare. So you're in New York city and you have this, you're, you're in musical theater and you have this audition and your skin is breaking out. You, you said there's deep frustration that's, it's got to be multiplied so much when you're trying to be a performer. Oh my gosh. Yeah, of course. And I mean, not only does it make you feel insecure, it, it's also time consuming because you're like trying to get ready for an audition and then you have like acne that's like painful and makes you not feel attractive. And it's, yeah, it's, it's like, it affects your emotional state. It affects, you know, how you feel about yourself and, yeah, it's definitely a lot of frustration. So you felt that frustration and you wanted to find something that worked. And did did it make sense to um, go to a dermatologist or do like follow the, the instructions or the prescriptions of dermatologists? But yeah. It sounds, so, it like, what, so what, is it that or go ahead? I'm sorry. Just so I, I didn't have money to dermatologists <laughs> because I was auditioning in New York City um, and literally did not have any money to see a doctor. And also, um, I also before moving to New York City when I was around 16 years old, I did get uh, skin laser treatments and um, did see a dermatologist then. And what they advised me did not work. And so I already had a bad experience with dermatologists. So um, that was those were my two reasons why I didn't see a dermatologist at that time. So not even the der the dermatologist worked for you. Exactly. So what was the discovery that you found something that worked? How did, was it something that was like an epiphany or you found something and you like immediately knew? Yeah. So I did, I started doing research and, and I learned that like certain oils can heal your skin. And I, you know, I was like, let me try this out. And so um, I was like reading about different carrier oils, like jojoba oil and castor oil and kind of trying to understand their properties. And, um, so it kind of started off with me just kind of teaching myself about different oils. And then, um, and then I started getting really interested in formulating because I knew that like, for example, tea tree is an essential oil, right? It has antibacterial properties. You can't really apply that on its own because it's really concentrated. So you have to mix that with a carrier oil. So it's just, um, yeah, I just, you know, it was like the, I, it was the discovery that, oils are really powerful and can heal your skin. And then like 
formulating a face oil was really interesting and something I really wanted to create for myself because again, a lot of products didn't work. So I wanted to combine the different properties of the different oils together to create a product for myself. So I did experiment a lot and, and did a lot of different formulations for sure. And uh, eventually came up with something that I really loved. So, so you're probably going to think I'm crazy and I, I do not recommend this. You, you, I mean, you probably don't recommend this, but tea tree oil is amazing. I use it as aftershave and my, and it makes my eyes sting from the vapors of the tea tree oil, but I love it. Is that, am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. I actually don't mind tea tree oil either. I don't necessarily get a reaction from it. Um, unless I, I apply a lot of it, but not only is it in one of my products, which is clarifying tea tree face oil, but I also use it on its own as a spot treatment. So um, I know that generally people or dermatologists don't suggest you to just use an essential oil on its own, but I think it just really, really depends on the person if they're okay with the slight stinging or some people don't ha really have any reaction at all. Like me. Um, I think it works. I mean, if you see results, it's great. <laughs> Everyone knows that if it's, Stinging, it's working. That means it's working. <laughs> yeah. the pain indicates results. I don't know if that if you're using that as any of your marketing or your your. I think your, people uh, just. I think most people get so um, nervous about any kind of weird feeling or stinging that I actually make sure to to add a very safe amount of essential oils in my products because I want to avoid that and and even with, with my experience you know working with influencers some of them would get you know a reaction um very few very very few <laughs> but you know they just women in general um since I feel like my products are mostly geared towards women they just get really sensitive about any kind of reaction or stinging before I ask you about more like the inspiration about starting a brand and actually the the business element of it, the striking thing that that fascinates me about women is the level of torture that that you're, you're you as as a as a fifty percent of the human population, the amount of torture that you'll go through the face peels and the just that just the face peels alone um is when your skin is kind of like burning and red and you're okay with that i don't know i don't it seems like your product would be a little bit better of an alternative than burning your top epidermal layer of your skin so Let's well before we talk about like you know what your product actually is and stuff. But is there an inspirational kind of force about when you decided to actually make a product? Do you do you think of it in terms of like um, a a brand in like? a brand that people see and they recognize and what people would want to take away from it and what they would want, what your, the response would be. Yeah. Well, I do want to be, you know, I do want people to know me as a luxury, natural skincare line. That's very simple. 
Um, I'm all about that because I think for very sensitive and acne prone skin, that's the best. And obviously not being advertised whatsoever by most brands, like it's, you know, <laughs> it's just not something that brands usually create because usually you'll see very long ingredient lists and uh, lots of synthetic ingredients. And that's just something I want to stay away from because from my discovery and after trying so many different products and nothing really working, I, I discovered that very simple and natural skincare works best, especially when you're healing your skin. I think once your skin's like in a good place and you could probably introduce other products, but I think um, just to get rid of the acne and stop it, I think it's really important to just keep the skincare routine super simple and natural. Um, and of course, also ha eat a skin-friendly diet, which I have on my website as well, because I want to be totally honest with uh, my customers about what it takes to achieve clear skin. So I do think diet is a huge factor. And I try to preach that within my brand as much as possible. So honesty for your customers. Yeah. I don't know if you, you're you're at, at a point where I want to talk about kind of what you're working on, um, but in terms of who this is for, it sounds like it's for for the person who is in in a state of healing, either her skin is recovering or or um, do you, is it for someone who is very acne prone, or, or is it for someone who is what, what's what's the problem that it solves and who is it for? Yeah, I, I definitely think that um, clarifying tea tree is really good for people who have breakouts. Um, so, you know, pretty acne prone skin. I do feel like if, it, if they have severe acne, I do think it's good to start with a, a naturopathic doctor because I think that if somebody has severe acne, it's definitely an inner issue and it needs to be healed from the inside out. So um, I do think, yes, it's, it's for somebody who has acne. I'm not sure about somebody who has severe acne, um, but definitely somebody who has, you know, breakouts every day. I, I know that this product can help a lot of people. And I've seen it already with people who've had, have had acne and it's really helped their skin. Uh, Rose Glow Face Oil is another product I have. I feel like it's great for older women. And it's really interesting because I've had older women buy it. So um, I think that that product, it's great because it has a lot of anti-aging properties and it's uh, naturally, of course, and uh, it's very nutrient rich. Uh, one of my key ingredients is Moringa oil that comes from the most nutrient dense tree on the planet. Um, and it's just an amazing face oil that doesn't have any toxins, no synthetics, and it keeps the skin hydrated and women love mixing it with their foundation. And it smells like roses naturally. So it's... Um, and it's also pink, <laughs> which makes it more fun. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, that's that's I would say that product is more geared towards uh, women who have dry skin and are just looking for something that will help reduce signs of aging. To help reduce signs I, of aging. Yeah. That's the Moringa oil, right? Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah. You said that right. <laughs> awesome. So. So this is what you're currently working on in terms of these are these are kind of your core products. Yeah, yeah. And I do. Yeah, exactly. I really want to get these products out there before I really expand the line. Like they're just, um, yeah, they're definitely products I want to get out there. <laughs> can, can we talk about, are you, are you ready at, at a point to where we talk about um, 
setbacks or yeah, obstacles that, that you that you might be facing? For sure. Um, so I think, well, I think with starting the brand, it was originally Simply Lovely. I had to rebrand it because uh, I was not able to trademark it. And um, and then I, you know, launched Amy Matthews Skincare. So originally the, the brand was Simply Lovely Skincare. Um, and then with Clarifying Tea Tree, previously it was Clear Skin Face Oil. And I had to rebrand that product to Clarifying Tea Tree. And I would say I wish I had spent more time doing research on like what would be, I guess, compliant with the FDA. Not that clear skin was not compliant with the FDA, but it just, I think it it got, it was like very close to where it could have not been because unfortunately the FDA doesn't recognize tea tree as something that combats acne, which honestly, in my opinion, is a bit of a shame because it does. <laughs> and it definitely helped a lot of people with acne, but uh, for whatever reason, they don't recognize tea tree as something that helps clear up the skin. And, um, and really weirdly enough with Facebook ads, uh, apparently clear skin was offensive and it violated their healthcare policy. So um, I definitely have learned and I, and I wish I did more research. Um, I, maybe it's something I probably wouldn't have learned unless I, I did it. But, um, I think that just, I think with the skincare industry, it's just like, I feel like I have to be very careful with how I, um, brand my products, how I name them just because, um, yeah, of, of how certain things are perceived in the industry. Because of how certain things are perceived in the industry, and you're only one person, at, at this point, it's it sounds like one of the difficulties is trying to do it all yourself. Yeah. I do. I mean, every now and then I do get freelancers um, to help me with stuff. So that's super helpful. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think when you're starting out, you're you're doing every role and it can be very overwhelming because you have to teach yourself so many things. Um, but I think it's great. I think it's important before the company grows that you actually yourself as the founder dabble in, in all these different roles and kind of get an idea of how they work. Including, um, Facebook marketing, the <laughs> copy, like you're, you must have, you must have to you have gotten some instant copywriting experience knowing that clear skin is offensive to Facebook and you have to do a different headline and different copy. Yeah, exactly. The great thing is, mm-hmm. I mean, I was going to, I don't want to step over you, but now that I already interrupted you, um, <laughs> do you, do you want to talk about, are you able to talk about that? Like your get into your, your marketing and, and how, how that's going? Yeah. So, yeah. So right now I just use uh, Facebook and Instagram marketing mostly, um, and a little bit of TikTok. And um, yeah, it's I think it's a great way to get brand exposure. And I've worked with a lot of micro influencers and they really helped to spread the word about my brand. Um, so that's that that's my main source of marketing right now. And of course, word of mouth and um, hope to be getting into salons in, in the Portland area soon as well. So. Is it influencer marketing that's been more effective for you or have you seen one thing move the needle more than something else i think um influencer marketing has has helped me a little bit i would say emailing mark email marketing works better 
Um, and also, of course, word of mouth. That always helps a lot. Word of mouth is great. It, it indicates you have a really solid product. Um, the difficulty with that is amplifying it and like controlling the word of mouth. Yeah, exactly. I think that's where, you know, I, I I think influencer marketing is somewhat like word of mouth marketing, right? So um, yeah, I think, yeah, doing it in person is obviously hard. And, um, but I think like online with influencers, that sort of helps. So, okay. It's great that you're working, you're, you've invested in your marketing and your advertising and not just relying on magical pixie dust to like get, get your product out there. Yeah. That doesn't exist. <laughs> that doesn't exist. Um, have you, when, when you uh, worked on your pricing, like did you discover a magic formula there or it's sometimes we don't know if to, we to price it too high or too low. You mentioned it's luxury. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I do have high quality ingredients and a lot of it in the products. So that's why it's priced, I would say, more within like what you would pay for luxury skincare. Um, this one was actually a challenge for me. And I, I dropped my prices by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> because as the more I did research and like what my competitors were pricing their products at, especially with Amazon, um, I definitely had to drop my products by, by a lot, but I'm honestly, I'm happy I did so. And, uh, again, my main goal is I do want it to be accessible by all. And, uh, my main goal is for this product to help people. So I'm very happy. I think with, with the prices I have now, and I feel like they are good. Um, but I did, you know, again, I priced them originally when I launched and then I did a lot of research. So I really wish one thing I wish I would have done differently is just done a lot of research before the trademarking, before pricing, all of that. I just I've definitely learned from my mistakes. So definitely good to do like full research before beforehand. Um, but yeah, I um, so, yeah, I basically priced it after doing a lot of research and figuring out what competitors are pricing their products at that are similar to mine. There's a couple things there. Um, I want to talk about Amazon and the that that factor. But you mentioned that research was uh, was a challenge. But how would you have known what to research if you could go back in a time machine and research? That's a really <laughs> good point. Yeah, I you know you're so right. I mean, I mean, for example, like I feel like I could have maybe researched what um, other founders are, or what other skincare brands are pricing my kind of product at. Like, I feel like I probably could have you know researched that. But I, I also was around other entrepreneurs who sort of gave me advice to just price it higher, or um, I got that advice a lot. Actually, a lot of people thought that I should price my products very expensive. And um, so I kind of listened to them. And so that's what I did. And um, I don't think it was very effective. And I also didn't feel too good about it because I did want, even though my brand is luxury, I did want it to be affordable by everybody. And I personally like wouldn't spend $100 on a product. Not that I priced, I, well, I guess for a clarifying tea tree, I priced it at $60 or, at first. And um I probably honestly wouldn't buy something for $60 unless I felt like I absolutely needed it. Um, 
And now it's at $30. And I feel much better about that just because, um, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I want it to be accessible and affordable by all. So which product was that? The tea tree oil product? Yeah, the tea tree oil. Yeah. So you slashed that that in half. It sounds like you went from 60 to 30. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And is it is it showing in volume? Are you making it up? Because yes, I things- feel like I, I do feel like, you know, I think price is, is a really great way to compete with other brands. Um, I mean, even like observing how I shop, like if I see a product that's similar and is lower price, I'm going to go for that. You know, it's so I feel like I, I should have just went with how I shop because I feel like that is more effective. And people do like to save money and people like to buy products that are affordable. Um so, yeah, I think that I made the right decision there. And I do feel like I had an increase in sales. Um, so I think it did help overall. It did help overall? Yeah. One of the things that Jeff Bezos says, where you'd mentioned Amazon, is, uh, is that one, one thing that is certain is that in, what, 10 or 20 years, however long, customers will... Ne- will probably never say, you know, I wish prices were higher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll never say that. <laughs> so that's good. I mean, are you selling it on Amazon right now? No, I plan to sell it very soon. There's just a few things I want to get in place before I launch. So. Yeah, that's smart. It's a, kind of a big decision because you you would have a lot all of a sudden a ton of people buying it and you'd have to keep up with the fulfillment. Well, I think honestly, I, I I don't think I would have a ton of people buying unless I actually advertised on Amazon and and did the PPC ads. Um, And I'd have to make sure I have a lot of reviews and all this other stuff. So that's why I haven't launched yet because I do want to execute it in a way where it will be successful versus you know, just list it on Amazon and, and see what happens. I don't really think, I, I don't know, from my experience, business doesn't work that way. I feel like you really have to do your due diligence and do the proper research and, 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 you know, feel really confident about a certain initiative. So, um, so I definitely, you know, I'm preparing for also, you have to have a barcode with before selling on Amazon. So there's just like little things you have to like, keep in mind before um, being an Amazon seller. So you have to have a barcode. Um, and what's uh, how do you, how do you determine how much inventory to load up on ahead of time? And yeah, what- I think I think that's where it's like you have to test it out first, and you know, and then I would have to make a decision of like whether or not I'm going to send a hundred units to Amazon or two hundred fifty units to Amazon. Um, but I think when when that point comes, I'll have to make that decision. But I think, it, you know, you just don't know how something is going to do. I mean, you can have an idea, but you won't know until you execute. And there might be things that come up that you're just unaware of, not prepared to handle. So uh, I'm definitely trying to prepare myself as much as possible because I do, I do want to leverage Amazon as much as possible. I think it's a great platform to sell products on. Uh, but I just know that I have to execute the right way or or it could be just end up on page 20 where nobody ever sees it, you know? So I just want to be like careful about how I execute. 
you have to be careful about how you execute. But what if it's so good and people love it so much that you launch it and you it's so good you can't keep it in stock? Yeah, that's another problem, right? Because I, I, you know, if, if people can't buy it and they keep seeing the out of stock, you know, image come up, then it could also decrease sales and they might not come back because they'll go to to another place that has product in stock. So I do think it's it's really funny because if I feel like, yeah, I would have to prepare for both. Like just in case, you know, it doesn't do well, <laughs> what do I do? And, and if it does really well, like how do I make sure it's always in stock? And yeah, I think it's 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 an interesting challenge in that way. That's very insightful. Like anticipating like what happens if it goes very well and what happens in the worst case scenario. Yeah, I I try to think of everything I do in that way and it can be kind of exhausting at times, but I do think that it's just it can help I can help me avoid a lot of problems. So I, I try to do that from now on, especially after, you know, going through the, through the trademark, you know, issues and, and rebranding my product, you know, it just, it takes so much time and money uh, rebranding that, you know, I definitely learn from my mistake and, and, you know, with any new thing that I start or new thing that I do, I just want to make sure I'm fully prepared and I'm ready to, you know, come up with a solution with like whatever happens. So you're ready for whatever happens. <laughs> so, um, do you do you uh, have someone to help you with the website? Like, do you have marketing funnels? Do you have have your website optimized to handle the PPC? If you when when you yeah, so I. Yeah. So I feel like I would have to focus on like my page with Amazon. I don't think that people would necessarily be going to my website if I'm launching it on Amazon, for example. So I think it's really like, I would try to focus on optimizing my Amazon listing and, um, you know, making sure I have a system for getting reviews and, you know, that I have people interested in, the, I guess, like making sure that it has enough exposure um, and making sure I know how to run the PPC ads. So things like that. Um, but also, aside from Amazon, I am constantly trying to figure out how to optimize my own website. I know that there's a lot of things that I could be adding right now, uh, but I just haven't really had the chance to get to it right now. But um, definitely, you know, have a pop up for 25% off if somebody signs up and things like that um, so far in place. But um, I know that it, it could be better optimized. So. <laughs> it could be. Um, <laughs> Should, it's Shopify, right? What was that? It, yeah, it's Shopify. It's done on Shopify. Which is, which is a, um, an, a, I guess, to your other um, question, I, I'm really happy with Shopify because it's, it's really easy to create a great looking website um, because it's just very user friendly. Um, so I was able to, you know, create the website all on my own. The only thing I outsourced for is like for the product photography, obviously can't make the photos look really nice and professional. So I used a product photography company called SquareShot to get the photos taken um, and then other photographers as well. So um, that would probably be the only thing that I used, but then everything else I just designed myself. So you designed uh, the all the graphics yourself? 
I did design all the graphics. Yeah. But I think when it came to like, I had to make sure that it was like the right DPI. So I did have a graphic designer, like redesign it for me um, to make sure that it doesn't come out blurry looking. That's actually another problem I had with my labels is that uh, I placed an order and then they came out super blurry. And that was really disappointing because I had like, I think I had a thousand labels that I had to throw away. <laughs> so that was not, that was not great. <laughs> so um, definitely, you know, ha- I have a graphic designer I go to right now that kind of helps me um, recreate it and make sure it, it looks good and it has a good DPI. So That's an expensive lesson to learn <laughs> is to make sure you have the right resolution for your labels before, before you buy them. Yes. Yep. Okay. So at this point, so you're, you have your product. It's about to be in the salon. You're preparing for it to be on Amazon. And currently it's sold just on your website. Is that, am I wrong about that? Yeah. Yeah. Just my website. Okay. Which is Amy Matthews skincare.com. Um, amymatthewsskin.com. Amymatthewsskin.com. All right. Make sure I get it right so everyone can hear and go and sell it, uh, buy every single tea tree oil product to leave you sold out of everything. So you have good, <laughs> big problems, good problems. Like your product is so good. <laughs> All right. So so that's 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 where we are right now, right? Is there anything yeah. I missed? about where we are in the journey. No, that was that was um, accurate. <laughs> yes. All right. So what would you like to see happen in the future with it? Yeah, I mean, I think just, you know, the same goal that probably any business owner has um, just would love to get it out there and uh, partner up with bigger retailers. Um, and yeah, I think it's a process. You know, I can't pitch them right now necessarily, but um, would definitely love to be in a place where I feel really comfortable pitching big retailers. Big retailers like department um, stores? And- yes. I Like Sephora. I feel like Sephora would be an awesome store to be in. Um, Blue Mercury or Ulta Beauty. I feel like those would be great stores. Yeah, they would be perfect. I mean, Blue, Blue Mercury is great for for relatively like um, I don't want to say like small, but but uh, not huge, big brands that have been around for a hundred years already, but kind of new up and coming brands. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. That would. That's that's a probably going to be pretty solid fit. Um, to get to that point, what uh, what has to happen? Uh, I think definitely working with more influencers, um, you know, growing the brand organically as much as I can, getting it into stores to as many smaller stores as I can right now. I do, you know, take on the responsibility to actually sell at the stores as well. So I think just, um, yeah, learning how to work with small retailers. And I think that will really prepare me and, and set me up to be able to pitch um, bigger retailers correctly and make sure that they're also making sales if my product gets into their stores. <laughs> Would you, do you ever imagine into the future, like where, 
where you want to be, where the brand wants to be? Like, is it one of those that gets bought by Estee Lauder or LVMH or something like that? No, actually, a lot of people ask me that, and I hope I'll be able to achieve this, but um, I don't plan on selling it to any company. I definitely, I would prefer to be the one buying other companies. So <laughs> if I can get to that, that now. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, you know, if they come up with an offer like, hey, we'll buy it for X amount of money, uh, it might be tempting, but you know, I really, I really don't want to sell it to anybody. And um, I do want to just kind of build this on, you know, the best I can and be at a place where I could potentially buy other brands. So. I like it. <laughs> I like the way you think Amy Matthews. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. So you've, you've helped those case. So this is in the future. This is, this is you in the future. You're, you've helped so many women and men probably Men like me who like to use tea tree oils after shave. So <laughs> you've helped us too. And and you've helped so many people and you made such a great product that you have sold billions of units, number one on Amazon, number one skincare brand on Amazon. What's next? <laughs> um. Well, it- I'm not sure if that can happen with the free products I have out right now, but, um, you know, definitely my goal is to always be innovating and creating new, exciting products um, and partnering up with some of the best in the industry to just, I don't know, create new products that kind of fit my formula philosophy, which is more simple and natural, but yet like power, you know, using very powerful ingredients that are very effective. So I I think for me, um, I definitely want to start with these three products. It's very expensive to launch a new product. And so it doesn't make sense for me to like have a full blown skincare line right now. I think it's important to establish myself with the products I have right now. And then um, if I'm able to expand the line, then then I can do so. Uh, But definitely, you know, if these three products do well, I would love to expand to other products and, you know, always be innovating, creating, you know, products and challenging myself and figuring out, um, you know, how I can make the best product possible. So you would, it sounds like you're always challenging yourself. Yeah. <laughs> would you, um, would you consider a color, color line coming out with a color line of uh, makeup? Is that? Um, you know, actually, no, I don't think I would do any makeup um, unless it's foundation, just because I think that there's already a lot of amazing makeup brands. Like with skincare, I knew that I could create something different and unique. And I have a, I, I would say I have a unique formula philosophy. Um, and I feel like my products are necessary and great. That would be great addition to the skincare industry with makeup. I don't really feel like I, like there's already amazing products out there. I don't feel like there's a need for me to, create my own makeup unless it's foundation and it's just like this very natural and simple foundation. But I think with, yeah, color cosmetics, probably, probably not, <laughs> but again, anything could change, but I, I kind of just see myself um, being in the skincare industry. I see you being in the skincare industry too. Oh, thank you. Um, but what if, what if you're at that point where you could buy companies? Would you buy a, a make a color a color line and just integrate it into your? 
Yes, that, I think that would be a smart idea. I think that would be easier. <laughs> I would definitely probably buy some kind of a natural cosmetic line if if I felt like that was the right move to make. So, is there one out there that exists that that you like? Yeah, there is one. Again, I you know I don't know if I'll ever buy any companies, but. Um, <laughs> But I, I do love Be Natural Organics, and they actually have very natural foundation. I, I honestly think they're the only brand that has a 100% natural foundation out there. I don't think there's any other 100% natural foundations. I, at least I haven't discovered them. Um, so I think uh, I love their products. They're very, again, very natural. They use good ingredients. And, and they're mostly known for their skincare line. And then they just recently started making... Um, makeup products it looks like uh, so they don't have too many out but their foundation is awesome and um, I love it and uh, I've recommended it to friends and family and they love it as well and they keep buying it so um, yeah I, I I'm very um, I would say I'm very uh, interested and love the Be Natural Organics products. So Be Natural is 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 that what it's, they're called Be Natural? So it's Be called Be Natural Organics so it's, Organics. it's yeah. <laughs> Why do you think there are not that many 100% natural? I I haven't seen it. Products. I mean, you look at Sephora, Ulta Beauty, Amazon, which they're on Amazon. You just you just don't find it, and I think it's because color usually requires some kind of preservative. Um, but yeah, with this brand, they're the only ones that are 100% natural. I think there's natural foundation, but it's not 100% natural. Um, but yeah, this is literally, you know, and, and I searched for foundation for a long time. So I feel like I have a good idea of the foundation that's out there. Um, I have never seen a 100% natural foundation except for what be, be natural organic, organic carries. What if you had to, what if you had orders for millions of, of your, of your, one of your oils and you had to cut the quality of ingredients to make it more feasible to scale without increasing the price? No, I mean, I, to be honest, I don't think I will really run into this issue because um, the ingredients I'm using, I feel like they are available in bulk and um, they actually get cheaper, right? The, the bigger and bulky order. Um, so I, I don't think that I, thankfully, I don't feel like I'll ever have to compromise on the ingredients. And I probably wouldn't just because I'm, I don't know, I try to be really honest with my clients or customers. And um, yeah, I don't think I would feel comfortable with just, you know, giving them a bad ingredient or something that could be higher quality, but isn't like I try to stick with the best quality ingredients. I mean, ultimately, I'm the one using it, right? Because I also use my own products. So I wouldn't want to use something that had that is a lower quality ingredient or, you know, is a different formula than what I, what I had originally, you know, created. So you use it and you want to make sure whatever you use is 100% natural. And you're being honest with yourself. So you're being honest with your customer. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you would you would like to see happen with it? 
Um, I just would love for people to, to give it a try, especially with um, it's I, I will say one thing that's been difficult for me is that is the fact that people don't really like face oils because no one really likes the idea of putting oils on their skin. I mean, I think right now it's changing a little bit and there's like sort of a trend for face oils, but there's a lot of face oils that are not hundred percent natural and they have fragrance and other weird synthetic ingredients in them. And they're not, in my opinion, they're not going to be as effective as something that's hundred um, percent natural and has really high quality natural ingredients. So I feel like I have to use a little bit of persuasion and, you know, really let people know that, face oils work. They really can transform the skin. They really can heal the skin. I mean, again, before starting my skincare line, I would never buy anything with oils in it. Like the products I would buy are the ones that are oil free, right? So I just had a really bad idea of what oils could do for my skin. Um, not knowing, you know, that they're so amazing and they're filled with all these therapeutic properties and healing properties. And um, obviously it has to be done in, with the right ingredients and the right formula. But um, I think, you know, that's where I'll really have to sort of maybe persuade others that face oils really do work and, and have them try it out. And, and, you know, I, I think the most exciting part is, is, you know, for them to actually see incredible results and, you know, notice less breakouts, notice a clearer complexion, um, which again, so far, you know, a lot of people have really loved the product. And I think that's what makes makes it really rewarding for me and what helps me to continue with the brand, even though sometimes it's really tough, um, is when people just let me know how much they love their product and my product and how much it's changed their skin. I think that's what makes it worth it. So. <laughs> so good. Before, before I let you go, I love, I love that like, you don't, you didn't stop when things got tough. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I could have definitely stopped many, many times. <laughs> All right, everybody, give it a try. That is what you that is that is all we ask. Give it a try. <laughs> Amy, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. So glad that we could do this. Uh, and I appreciate you. I think you're doing amazing work and you have an amazing product. But to be honest, I use straight tea tree oil, and by that, I'm going to assume that your product is better than any tea tree oil I could use alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, this was really fun. <laughs> My pleasure.